We are joined in studio by Gareth Abdenor, partner with Mally & Co Solicitors. G'day, Gareth. G'day, guys. Hey, man. Great to chat with you. Gareth, I'm sorry to bombard you. We've got loads of... <laughs> lo- we've got no time for pleasantries today. <laughs> Straight into it. <laughs> Straight into it. Gareth, says the texter, is it illegal to not have breaks? Sometimes I work up to 14 hours without a break. I can barely even go to the toilet. It's so busy. Is there any compensation I would be eligible for? Any suggestions? Yeah, so there was a law change a few years ago regarding breaks. Um, I think it was when the Labor government came in again. uh, And essentially, you either need to be provided breaks or if your role um, prevents that, there needs to be reasonable compensation for that. So some types of jobs, um, it might be impractical for you to take a break, but there needs to be reasonable compensation. Good. JD, have you got a question there? I've got a couple on yes, text. Yes, you, yeah. well, I've got one here. Uh, can an employer refuse to negotiate with a, an employee who's on an IEP, individual employment contract, and just negotiate with the union members? Wow. So, um, gosh, that's one with, with all sorts of aspects to it. I guess the the thing that often comes up with these questions is employers always have to act in good faith. Um, and so... If someone on an individual contract uh, wants to renegotiate their terms, as long as the employer acts in good faith, they're going to be okay. Um, the question is always, what would a fair and reasonable employer do? Mm. Of course, negotiation um, is a two-way street, and an employer doesn't have to agree to change any conditions. Um, you know, that's up for negotiation. Right. Well, just can you just go over that? Forgive my ignorance here, but what? Why would a person be on an individual employment contract? You know, like, give me the scenario for that, Gareth. I don't understand. Yeah. That. So, if if we look at some types of jobs, uh, there is a heavy union presence, but some people may choose not to be on the collective agreement and instead gotcha. to negotiate their own contract. Um, right. And you know, there can be legitimate reasons for that. Um, if the uh, collective agreement expires and there's negotiation over a new collective agreement, some people take that opportunity to also try and renegotiate their individual agreements as well. Gotcha. Here's a very timely question. Gareth, I love this segment. Uh, my boss is saying he's not allowing annual leave to accrue over lockdown as we weren't technically at work. <laughs> I think that employer sh- should uh, possibly get some legal advice yeah. because I think um, <laughs> here comes the judge. I think they're walking into a minefield there. Right. Okay. <laughs> Take right. that as read. Thank you. We've got another text. Hi there. What is the situation if my employer is anti-vax? I've had both jabs and I feel uncomfortable going back to the office. Wow. Um, I don't think I've I've ever had that scenario before. It's always been the other way around. Um, the question I would have to ask this caller is, why do they feel uncomfortable going back to the office? Is it because they are coming into contact with the employer that's um, anti-vax? Um, an employer always has to uh, comply with their health and safety obligations, um, and so there may be a legitimate health and safety concern there, uh, but we would need more detail. Could that employer not... Uh, that employer not get the uh, vaccine, right? Um, is, is that is that is that okay with him to do that? You know. Well, I guess it 
it really depends. Is the employer actively working in the business and what kind right. of business is it? Um, you know, if you've, if you've got a business where they work remotely, they don't come into close contact with each other, um, arguably whether the employer is vaccinated or not is irrelevant. Mm. Okay. Complex. 0800 80 is our phone number. Or if you're not comfortable talking, then you're welcome to text your question to 9292. We're joined by Gareth Abdenor taking your calls. 0800 80 if you've got a question, he's standing by. Texter says, if I worked through Level 4 lockdown and my employer paid me the subsidy and made me top it up using sick or annual leave, is this legal or does he need to reinstate my uh, sick or annual leave that was used? Goodness me, I I kind of wonder what I did before COVID and lockdown questions. <laughs> um, there's a lot in that one, James. Um, the first thing I picked up on is that this caller says uh, that they worked through Level 4 lockdown. Now, if they worked through the lockdown, um, I'm not entirely sure why that's being topped up with their annual leave or their sick leave. Um the other red flag for me is uh, topping it up with sick leave. Sick leave should generally only be paid if if the person can't work because they're sick. I'd be quite surprised if you could justify using sick leave to top up uh, someone's pay when you're paying the subsidy. That seems quite odd to me. Uh, the first thing I would definitely look at, though, is why is this person not getting paid if they're working? Um, if you're working through the lockdown, you should be getting paid for your work. Right. Okay. Mm. You've got a great brain, Gareth. I'll tell you that. Some of these questions are uh, like Left it's, field. Yeah, it's very good. Right. Speaking of your brain, Gareth, listen to this. Uh, I have 34 days holiday. I was told I'm being forced to take the holidays. So I booked three weeks over Christmas. They then asked if I could do an hour a day between Christmas and New Year and still take it as leave. I said not without pay. Um, I'll blow my text machine. Keep, stay with me, Gareth. My text machine is just updating here with all these <laughs> all questions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take without pay. The, the forced leave has now been declined. Can they now force me to take leave, other leave, at short notice? Oh, my goodness. Mm. I... I guess if I was this employee, I'd be uh, pretty hacked off. Um, an employer can require an employee to take leave as long as they provide 14 days' notice. Um, so, so there's the first thing. The employer could require the employee to take leave. Of course, if the employee then decides to take that leave, um, it's quite bizarre to require them to work one hour, hour a day during their holidays. And, and on the face of that, that seems unreasonable to me. Now, as we said earlier in the show, um, an employer has to act fairly and reasonably. And, and that doesn't sound fair or reasonable. Um, from what I can gather from that real tongue twister of a question, mm. um, it sounds like they uh, have now cancelled the leave, um, which again doesn't seem fair or reasonable. And so their recourse would be what? Um, well, as always, the first thing is raise it direct with the employer and see if you can reach a resolution. Sometimes you just need to have that conversation. Of course, if that's not successful, um, all employment agreements should have uh, a process in them for resolving employment disputes. And it may be that you need to raise a personal grievance um, or uh, you can request mediation or something of that nature. 
Okie doke. Let's go to the phones. Mike, hello there. Yeah, hi guys. Um, uh, question for Gareth. Um, look, I've just um, just today been given notice uh, from my employer that they want my VAC status, um, the first proof of vaccination by Friday the 26th of November, and then another one uh, by the 1st of January. But in having a discussion with them today, they were saying that, oh, no, I won't lose my job until, unless I provide vaccination status. But if I haven't by the 1st of, um, 1st of January next year, I'm without a job. But when I read through the um, information that they gave us, there's a, a line here that says we, we consider that any employee in one of the affected roles who does not wish to be vaccinated would, from the 26th of November, be unable to meet the business requirements or the legal requirements of the role. So I just want to know where I stand with that. Do I finish on, on uh, the 26th or do I finish on the 1st of, uh, 1st of uh, January? Goodness me. Um, yeah, that's... Uh it's a bit it's of a, a great question. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great question, and I'm just uh, trying to work out where to start with that one. Well, I guess a lot depends on whether this is um, uh, due to the the mandatory vaccination order. So, whether you're a, a border worker or a healthcare worker or working in education, or whether this is a situation because of uh, the the clients that your employer has. So, if it's one of the mandatory uh, vaccination areas, then um, if you can't prove that you've been vaccinated, um, your employment will come to an end. Now, part of that will depend on the notice period in your contract, but your employer does have to consult with you. And it sounds like that's, that consultation process is what they've started. Um, if your work is not covered by the mandatory vaccination order, it could be a situation where your employer can't actually provide work to you if you're not vaccinated. And a good example of this is um, I've, I've dealt with electricians or plumbers that most of their work is on sites that require vaccinated people to be doing the work. If you're not vaccinated, they can't actually send you to those client sites. Um, yeah. and, and the situation there is, is slightly different Essentially, you're becoming redundant because they can't provide work to you. But once again, yeah. they have to consult with you first. What um, line of work are you okay. in, Mike? I, I'm a postie, and I'm, I'm just worried about the legal side of it because, you know, uh, they're saying that I can't legally operate from the 26th of November if I don't provide vaccination uh, status from, from that date. I'm so guessing I'm that's... breaking the law. I'm guessing, Gareth, is that because Mike is coming into contact with the public so they have that ability there? Yeah, so, that, yeah. that's certainly what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, when they're talking about um, the law, it's not about you breaking the law. I expect it's that the company would be breaking the law um, yeah. or your employer oh, right. would be breaking the law if they continued to allow you to operate without you proving that you were vaccinated. Um, this, this whole topic, though, is a bit of a quagmire and the legal position seems to change on a daily basis. Um, so as I always say, if you have any doubt, raise it with your employer and ask for more information. Uh, most employers are trying to do the best they can uh, with a, a quickly changing landscape. Mike, will you put your job on the line for the vaccination status that you want? Are you going to get vaccinated? 
Not at the stage. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm neither for or against it, and I just haven't really made up my mind. As I said, said this morning to my employer, um, there's a lot of information on one side, there's a lot of information on the other side, and quite frankly, I've no idea. Okay. Well, Mike, well, good luck. Yeah. You've got to have to make it up fairly smartly. I hope you get yeah. it sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, g'day, Greg. Hi, how are you guys? Great, thank just, you. What's uh, your question? Uh, yeah, question for Gareth. Um, I recently applied for a job and went through the normal processes and they did the reference checks and all of that sort of thing. And uh, it was a bit longer process than normal from their end. However, um, Cutting to the chase, uh, they offered me the job in writing, signed by them. And then they said, oh, hang on a sec, there's a few more people want to ask you some questions. They came back in, asked the questions. Uh, then they said everything was okay. And they actually said, so will you start Monday? I said, yes, I'll definitely be there Monday, which in my um, idea is acceptance of the role. And they came back to me a few days later and said, oh, one of the other guys has got a question to ask you, so can we set up another meeting? So we did that. And uh, a couple of hours after that meeting, they, uh, the employment agency rung me and said they're withdrawing the offer. And that's Ooh. it. That's where I was left. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's an awful situation for you. I guess the, the real question is, has there been formal acceptance of the offer? Now, you said yes, You'd start on Monday, and certainly it seems like you've got offer and acceptance there. Of course, sometimes offers are made where they say, to accept this offer, you have to sign the agreement and return it to us, or you have to do X, Y, and Z. Now, I don't know if they put those conditions on. If there are any conditions that you didn't complete, they may be entitled to withdraw the offer. Um, If there were no conditions, um, you might have a claim there. Greg, I hope that's helpful. That is a bizarre situation, yeah. Gareth, isn't it? Man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Ooh. you must see it all. Hey, look, we've got to run. Thank you. If we didn't get to your text question, because there's so many coming in, yeah. I promise you we'll keep them all, and when Gareth's on again in a fortnight, we'll put a few of those text questions to him and take more of your calls. Gareth, thank you very much for coming in, as always, mate. It's great chatting with you. My pleasure. Gareth Abdenor, partner with Mallee & Co. Solicitors, specialising in employment law. You know the disclaimer, I don't have it in front of me, but don't take that as specified legal advice. Um, Any information obtained shouldn't be relied upon as such.